Welcome to episode four of What Was I Thinking? So with the majority of the country on quarantine, and from what I understand, the majority of the country is having crappy weather, and you're by yourself, what do you do? People watch TV, they listen to music, arts and crafts, you know, building things. But a large portion of this country has taken up the art of drinking. There are several social media groups dedicated to this. I'm in a couple, I'm not going to lie. So today, we're going to have a few drinks. We're going to talk about beer, wine, liquor, share some stories, and have a good time. Get your drinks ready, people. Here we go. Guess I better get myself a drink, okay? I do have the wide variety of things going on here. I have wine, I have beer, I have liquor, I have mixers, so let's get started. I feel like a mixed drink today. Um, nothing fancy, I don't do the fancy stuff. Uh, but the first thing you need is you need something good to drink it out of. Now, people tend to make fun of me for this. <laughs> I prefer travel coffee mugs for my mixed drinks for multiple, multiple reasons, okay? I'm gonna give you the main ones. Number one, I can take it with me. People think that I'm drinking coffee. Um, number two, I like the metal ones, um, the insulated metal ones, because it will keep my drink cold for a very long time and I don't have to put ice in it and water it down. Number three, I like the ones that have the spill-proof tops. Um, that means when I actually put my drink in there, I can put the top on and shake it, uh, mix it up, and I don't have to worry about it spilling. And you actually have to push the button on the cup to drink. So those are my main reasons for liking that type of cup. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have, for my Michigan people, Verner's as a mixer, okay? Yes, I live out in the middle of the West, in the middle of nowhere, and at the base of the Bighorn Mountains, and we can get Verner's. Now, there was a time, um, I know I posted it in one of my drinking groups, that I went to the liquor store, and one of the things that I wanted, and this is before you could go inside, it was, it was drive-through at that point, and I asked them for um, a 12 pack of Verner's and the guy said they didn't have any and I'd always went there and got Verner's I was like oh did you run out and he's like no he goes Michigan's a shit show right now and since Verner's is from Michigan we're trying not to bring anything in because of the virus uh, that's how scared people were here now granted we have some of the lowest numbers in the country uh based on infection and death, but people were overly cautious to where they weren't even letting Verner's deliver into the town um, because it was from Michigan. So <laughs> he then tripped out when he asked for my ID because I did buy quite a bit of beer and liquor um, and I handed him my Michigan ID. Yeah, I know, I'm bad. I've been out here almost a year and haven't changed my license yet, but hey, whatever. Um, so we've got our can of Verner's in our cup, um, which works perfectly. I do believe this is a 20 ounce, 20 ounce cup, or maybe it's 16, it might be 16. So a 12 ounce can of Verner's and it leaves just enough room for the alcohol. And what we're mixing with the Verner's is Captain Morgan 
orange vanilla twist. Um, and I do keep my liquor in the freezer. I keep my pop in the fridge. So everything's cold. So when I put it in my cup and mix it up, it stays cold for well over an hour. Um, most of the time, I never have to worry about it being in there that long. Um, but yeah, let's do this. So we put our lid on. Give it a quick little shake. Let it settle. Push the button to release the carbonation. And now we have ourselves a nice cold drink. Ferners and Captain Vanilla and Orange. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm going to tell you what. You can mix Verners with almost anything. It's, for those of you that aren't Michiganders, uh, Verners is kind of like ginger ale, but it has a completely different taste. Um, it's bold. It's tangy. Um, I, it, this is no joke, people. You can go into any hospital in Michigan and when they offer you something to drink as a patient, would you like some water? Would you like some Gatorade? Can I get you a Verner's? It's something they offer. Um, it is Michigan's version of Coca-Cola <laughs> um, as a remedy for, you know, um, anytime I was sick, um, here, have a Verner's. Um, anytime your stomach hurt, here, have a Verner's. You got a headache, here, have a Verner's. You got a hangover, here, have a Verner's. And you can mix it with multiple, multiple things. I know, you know, anything you would mix ginger ale with, um, add burners. It gives you that, gives you that extra kick um, of vanilla. Um, I first discovered it was good for mixing drinks with just regular Captain Morgan. Um, friend of mine from, good Lord, forever ago, introduced me to what he called a joker float, which was just burners and Captain. Um, I mean... My big thing was Verner's and vodka. I could do that all day long. I got a big bottle of, of Svetka in my freezer. Um, actually, I'm going to have to go get a refill on that pretty soon as well. Uh, what were some of your favorite mixers, you Michiganders, for, uh, with Verner's? Um, leave it in the comments and let's see, let's see what we can do. Maybe we'll do another episode and we'll just go out and buy a bunch of stuff and make different drinks. I believe how drunk you are. I am not drunk. Yes, you are. I am not fucking drunk. Now, how many times have you come home with that? I am not fucking drunk, you know, male or female. We've all pulled that, okay? Especially in our younger days because we wanted to show out for our friends. Um, you all right, buddy? You want to go outside? Sorry, I got to let the dog outside. Come on, Bo. Um... You know, I could go back to, man, I can go all the way back to high school and talk about that. But the biggest one was college. College was the game breaker for everybody. Well, almost everybody. But for me anyway, um, I had a pretty good tolerance when I first entered college. Um, but it just, it, you know, the people you meet especially uh, where I was, the football players and wrestlers. Um, this was another sport, was drinking. It was every night 
every weekend. It didn't matter when. There was a party in somebody's room. And it seemed like the big drinks in my area were vodka, Everclear, and some sort of whiskey. Okay. Now, in high school, I was a whiskey drinker and um, bourbon, whatever. I really never got into the big deal of the difference because um, I haven't touched Jim or Jack since I graduated high school <laughs> uh, because they both tried to kill me at one point. Uh, but you're seeing these guys, these big guys, um, funneling whiskey, funneling um vodka you know here let's mix a you know everybody remembers jungle juice everybody bring a bottle of liquor and we're going to pour in here and put in a bunch of hawaiian punch and you wake up somewhere else you don't know where you're at everything's stained red and you're just like man that was fucking great let's do it again okay um but as far as the whiskey goes i never got back into the whole drinking of whiskey thing um just for the simple fact that you know, I basically destroyed my liver in high school on it. Uh, well, not so much my liver, but um, my sanity um, on whiskey. Uh, if I drank Jim, I was okay. If I drank Jack, I was an asshole. Okay. But nowadays, we have so many different versions of it, and I'm not into it. Hey, if you're into it, um, make some comments, and we can have a discussion about you know the different types of bourbons and whiskeys there are because i know here in the little town i live in middle of nowhere 15 to 17,000 people next nearest town is over 100 miles away um and you see nothing but fields and cows and mountains um there there are two bourbon bars and they have menus just for that and these people come in there and they're connoisseurs and everything like that, which is amazing to me. Um, so I would like to hear your opinions on that. Now, just in that couple minutes, I need another drink. So we're going to make something a little different and along the lines of whiskey. And y'all can have whatever opinion you want on this. I'm going to have Barks Root Beer as a mixer. Okay, Barks has bite. Um, it's always been my favorite root beer. Um, ever since I discovered it. Um, all root beer is good. Parks just has a little something extra. There's more flavor. There's, you know, like they say, there's more bite. And it is one of the only, only root beers that you can find that has caffeine in it. So, I don't know about y'all, but like, you know, with me, with my coffee and everything, I need my caffeine to keep running. So, this helps when you're drinking so you don't get that... You know, I've had five or six drinks and I'm starting to, if you start throwing in some caffeine, you're a little okay. So, like I said, you know, well, I have ADHD, so that makes it a problem. Um, so we're back on point here. Back into the freezer for a different bottle of liquor. And you can laugh at me all you want, make comments, make fun of me. I want to hear all the names you call these people. I'm going to pull out my bottle of Fireball. So again, Barks. And fireball okay this is something that was introduced to me by my wife it was you know whatever girly drink whatever but i'll tell you what fireball fuck you up um it, fireballs kind of got the reputation almost as bad as tequila or jaeger uh, you know 
So we mix it up, both are nice and cold, push the button to let the air out, and off we go with our second drink. Man, I don't, I don't know what it is, but over the past 10 years, I do believe the only things that I've thrown up on are fireball and too much wine. And it's mostly fireball. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's trash, whatever. Everybody has their own opinion about fireball. But when mixed with certain things, I love it. You know, and Barks is one of those things. Um, do any of you have any root beer drinks out there? Um, put, them in the, put them in the comments. Maybe we'll, uh, like I said, we'll have a party sometime. Maybe I'll set up a, maybe I'll set up a meeting to where we can all get together and I'll video it and we'll, we'll do a video podcast of everybody making different drinks. So fireball, man, how many people have had a bad night on fireball? I want to hear about that too. Oh my God. That's so good. It's so good. Um, one of my next drinks coming up, you're going to really look at me funny for, but that's okay. But we're still on the fireball and whiskey. Whiskey's a big thing where I'm at right now. Um, everybody drinks it. Um, one of the guys that lives across the street from me, he's, uh, <laughs> um, he's been sober for 27 years. Um, uh, but he said there that that's the only thing he ever drank was whiskey. Um, he drank beer to sober up. Um, but he, in his twenties was a whiskey expert, you know, uh, went out to dinner with him several times. Um, and especially around here, big steak restaurants, man, you get these monster steaks, man. The baseball cut steaks here are amazing. And they hand you a whiskey menu. And I, I don't know anything about whiskey because I don't drink it. Well, besides, you know, fireball. And he's sitting there like schooling me on all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I thought I was a professional drinker. Um, but he definitely had tops on that. Now, if you like the idea of fireball, cinnamon whiskey, and, you know, most people shy away from fireball because, you know, that's the, you know, all the kids and college and blah, 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 and the bad experiences. And that's just, you know, the stereotype or whatever. There are multiple versions of it, but my favorite, even more than fireball, which I haven't been able to find out here, um, is Evan Williams has a cinnamon whiskey and it has more of a whiskey taste than a cinnamon taste. You know, Fireball almost tastes like those red cinnamon candies that used to be in the dish at grandma's house. <laughs> you know, uh, with a little bit of a alcohol twinge to it. But Evan Williams is smooth. Um, you can almost sit there and sip it straight. Uh, you can't do that with Fireball. Um, I mean, I've tried. I use it as a side. I'll get like a triple shot on the side in a rock glass. And I'll have me a nice, uh, nice hefty beer, uh, something thick, maybe chocolatey or coffee uh, flavored. And as I'm drinking that, I have my fireball off to the side, sipping and mixing flavors as well. As well. Um, but yeah, fireball's got a bad name. What is he doing? My dog is in the backyard digging a hole to lay in. He's crazy. Come on, you're coming inside. 
So anyway, man, this drink is so good. Um, I'm going to have to have some garage time here soon. Um, I don't know if many of you know what that is, but I'm sure you Michiganders know what garage time means. And um, some of us have to hide it. <laughs> hide it a little more than others uh, because it is frowned upon in some places. nice little nostalgic ride back into the past um during preparations for garage time um i need another drink so reach into the fridge grab my two things and here's what it's going to consist of now my michiganders are going to use something completely different because i can't get fago out here weird you know i love fago now so I use Fanta, but I'm using Strawberry Fanta. Now this is also good with Pineapple Fanta, okay? And for your Fago drinkers, I do believe they're bringing back the, uh, the Pineapple Orange Fago. I uh, read something about that the other day. I'm a big fan of Fago. Um, especially uh, Blue Moon Mist, um, Cotton Candy Fago. Oh, we're going to talk about Cotton Candy Fago here in a minute. Um, um, uh, rye, uh, Rock and Rye, uh, Red Pop. Uh, I'm sorry, Fago is just Fago. You can't you can't live without Fago. But here's what I always do after I pour some Fanta in my cup, just because I'm used to the liquor I'm putting in it, and plus I love strawberry Fanta. I always drink some before I mix it. Oh my, that's good. And I did put a little ice in it because my Fanta was not in the fridge. Um, we went to the store today. Um, you can see that in episode three. Um, got bored. And me and Bo, my dog, went to Walmart to pick up our groceries today. So with the strawberry Fanta, we are mixing vodka. Like I said, it's good with pineapple too. Now, the pineapple Fanta or the pineapple and orange Fago will go good with it as well. But the Fago version goes really good with Malibu. Goes really good with Malibu rum. Okay, push the button, let the air out. All right. 
pick this up. All right, let's head to the garage. You coming, Bo? Come on. Don't worry. I don't do garage time with my dog. He just wanders around. He usually ends up going outside because he's got a doggy door where he can go out and he hates being in the garage. So, there you go, bud. Oh, man, I'm set to move again and my garage is packed. I can't even use half of my garage because it's full of boxes and stuff, but uh, I've got my little chair set up. And everything else and let's see here let's see how this works man my phone has been blowing up today I posted some videos oh yeah um, I posted some videos um, uh, do believe a couple in my drinking groups where um, I watch a lot of stupid i wouldn't say stupid classic tv shows um classic means from when i was younger <laughs> not from like when my parents were younger um but i think the ones i posted in my drinking group were of malcolm in the middle um i do believe that every character um within that unit family has some severe deep seated psychological disorders and if I get enough responses and enough um, opinions, I'm going to do a podcast based on character for character, psychological disorders. Um, I also did one for The Office. Um, I'm sorry, The Office is my favorite TV show of all time. Um, I've probably seen the entire series, which there's nine seasons of it. I've probably seen the entire series at least 25, 30 times. Um, all the little nuances and everything. And one of the biggest things on The Office is who's the Scranton Strangler? You know, they had this whole little neat wrap up for those people that never really paid attention, but there's a lot of open holes and there's a lot of conspiracy theory and fan theory of who the, who the uh, um, Scranton Strangler is. So I posted a video of that too. If you have opinions on either, go ahead and comment. And um, I'll add it to the podcast. I'm doing a podcast for each one of them. Um, but here we are with me, with my Fanta and vodka, strawberry Fanta and vodka. During garage time. Oh my God, that is so good. And um, we're just going to sit here and chill for a little while. And let's talk about vodka. Okay. Um, vodka was probably one of the first liquors that I was ever introduced to, um, for the simple fact that, um, it was my mom's choice of drink. Um, she tried to hide it, you know, she tried to play, oh, I don't drink and blah, blah, blah. When I was a kid, it's, she wasn't an alcoholic or anything. Don't get me wrong. She didn't like drink all the time or anything like that, but she did not want to promote it within our house. So if there was any alcohol within our house, it was usually hidden unless it was beer. Um, you know, my grandpa had the full bar and everything in his living room and, you know, beer and all this other stuff. And, but in my mom's house, um, if anything was in the fridge, it was beer or Zima. My mom's favorite, second favorite drink was Zima. Um, and, um, it usually wasn't that much. Um, but when I was an early teenager, I started finding her stash of vodka. So we started experimenting, okay? Well, seemed to be a thing with vodka. Everybody started experimenting. 
sorry. Um, so I said I was going to get back to the Cotton Candy Fago at one point. Cotton Candy Fago mixed with Cotton Candy Vodka. Um, I do believe Svedka makes it. Is amazing. It is sweet. It, it, it you can you can mix it half and half and not taste the alcohol. Um, and it's great. Um, the cotton candy vodka mixed with lemonade is really really good. Um, there are so many things you can mix with vodka. Uh, it, it, it's so versatile and you know. I'm sorry, I'm starting to catch a buzz um, on two different levels here. Um, so I, I, a lot of, lot of noises, a lot of, lot of uh, random ADHD going to spaz out here a little bit. Man, go outside. No, you're not getting any of this. Go. All right. So what's your favorite vodka if you're a vodka drinker? Um, I drink Svedka because it, it, it tends to be cheaper, but it's not like shit list. Um, I do like Smirnoff. Um, I do believe my favorite is Kettle One. Um, one of my friends, um, she lives around Chicago. She actually lives in Aurora. Um, uh, I think she still lives in Aurora. Uh, we had actually went to the donut shop where um, they filmed uh, Wayne's World. That was fun. Um, she was, she got me, um, drinking kettle one and how smooth it was and how it was just, you know, you can put it in anything and we would visit the local bars and just, you know, hang out and go through bottles and bottles of it. Um, all right. I'm going to take a break real quick. Um, this dude behind me keeps bumping my chair. He doesn't want to go outside and I got to use the bathroom. So... Uh, listen to this. I'll be back in a couple minutes. All these are the prophets. These are the chosen few. These are the selected youth. These are the ones that shine upon thine meridian with the fourth level of Gondor. I enter the metaphysical visionary third chapter dimensions. Castle of Corgi. I see darkness intertwined my mind upon thine nine caliber. Russian roulette stamina. Tylenol flips the fast track of the anomaly. Stop. That's preposterous. My worms Stop. are metaphors towards the... Stop. What? Shut the fuck up, man. What's wrong with you? Well, nothing, man. You know, I've been doing good. I quit smoking weed. You know, I've been doing some yoga, a little Pilates, just getting more in tune with myself, you know, getting in touch with mind, spirit, and body. You sound like a little bitch. Take a hit of this and kick that old dirt nasty shit about getting your dick sucked. What happened to your queer party, friends? I got a gold chain. I'm on cocaine. I'm like yo, man. What, 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 what? I rolled in straight from Oakland, holding my dick like a U.S. Open trophy. We're up to high feet. Y'all don't know me. Dirt nasty, ass cheeks spread wide. G string to the side. One drink Cavassier, two drink Vox straight, three drink I'm in the sink. Throwing up on my brand new man, coke, and I'm doing coke. Y'all can't hold my donkey road. No, call the pop, pray for me. Go roll voice with your lady. I lived through the 80s, 
and shit was crazy. Everybody wanna know my name, bring the what? pain and what? pop the champagne. What? Every girl wanna hold my chain when I fuck their brains out what? on the bus. I got a gold chain, like it was 19. I'm on call. I lived through the 80s and shit was crazy. Yeah, the 80s were crazy. Anybody else live through the 80s? Let's hear some of those 80s stories in the comments. Um, now that we're back, um, took a little break. Bo went outside, did his thing. I got some fresh air. Um, went to the bathroom and made myself another drink. Um, let's talk about beer. Beer has always been a staple, um, especially in my family. It just seemed like it was always in the fridge. Um, no matter what happened, no matter what the gathering was, hey, you want a cold one? Um, still to this day, I go visit my family, and usually within five minutes, somebody's offering you a beer. Um, my first beer that I ever drank was a PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon. I was, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. Stole it out of my grandpa's fridge. Excuse me, burps. Um, my grandma and grandpa were away. Um, they had went to see family um, in Ohio. I lived in West Virginia at the time. And um, they lived next door to us. So, And they never locked their house. Um, so me and my friends, we would... You know, hang out and whatever and one day we were over there and we were looking for a snack or something and and i was just like hey anybody ever drink a beer no no let's try one so we cracked open a couple beers and man that was some of the nastiest shit that i had ever tasted in my life at that age um but to this day i'll go back and have a pbr every once in a while i'll wander you know around the country and stop into a bar and they'll have PBR on draft for 75 cents a dollar. And I'll be like, Hey, hit me with a PBR. Um, couple bars. I know when I lived in Michigan, uh, locally, they had PBR specials. Um, but it just, it's the way it was. And, you know, and that progressed to natural light. And for some reason, my grandpa started drinking the beast, Milwaukee's best. And then you know, I never thought about anything of that, but that seemed to be the beer of choice. That and Icy Light when I went to college the first time. Um, but, you know, from then on, once I stopped after high school, stopped drinking a little liquor, I got more into the beer scene. Um, it's still my go-to. I go out to a restaurant to drink, depending on what I'm going to eat. Depends on what, what kind of beer I'm going to have. Um, I am by no means a beer snob. Um, I know there are a lot of people out there that are, and that's totally fine. I know that's, you know, the, the term isn't too flattering. Um, but I like local beers. Uh, where am I at now? Like I said, there's three breweries in town, even though it's such a small town. Um, and some of them have some really good beers. Um, I think a couple of my favorites, um, one brewery, it's called Smith Alley. Um, they have a, um, an apricot chili beer. Um, it's a fruity beer, but it has the spice of a chili and it's really good. Um, another brewery, it's called Luminous. 
Um, it has a it has a chili ale. It's a pale ale with a spice to it. Um, if you haven't noticed, I like spicy things. Um, you know, I've been to Colorado um, a few times, and Denver is just littered with um, breweries and everything of that nature. Uh, been to Montana a few times, um, and Billings has some great breweries, but I'm going to tell you what, in my travels around the country, and this will make a lot of people happy in one of my drinking groups, you, you, I, I don't care where you go, east to west coast, I've been a lot of places, I have never seen anywhere that has the breweries and the quality of breweries, regardless of how small they are, than the state of Michigan. Um, Michigan's one of those throw a rock at a brewery, um, just in the little town that I had, had several. Um, and like I said, within an hour of where I lived, you had Kalamazoo, Battle Creek, Lansing, Jackson, Ann Arbor, uh, Detroit, uh, all these places. And just the sheer amount of high quality, locally brewed beer was amazing. Um, I had a friend several, several years ago, we worked together. Um, she was a teacher, um, but as she was working towards her degree, she worked at Founders in Grand Rapids, and she used to bring me some amazing stuff. Um, uh, back in the day before they watered down the Kentucky breakfast stout and took some of the stuff out of it when it was still, we only made it for X amount of time and there was only so much made and you could find, you could find four packs of Kentucky breakfast stout on eBay for a hundred bucks. Um, it, and the thing behind that was they would go to the Jack Daniels plant and they would buy barrels. Okay. So they would have the Jack Daniels barrels that they actually made Jack Daniels in and they would make, um, if, if any of this is out of place, please correct me in the comments. Um, but they would make maple syrup in the barrels. Um, and then once they made the maple syrup and drain them, and then they would make their stout, so you had this whiskey maple syrup stout that was made and it was just amazing. And the, the quality of this beer was amazing. Um, you could drink it at any time. Um, it was very hard to find back in the day. Uh, nowadays, I, I can go down the street. I'm in Wyoming and uh, not Wyoming, Michigan, Wyoming, the state. And um, I can go to the local liquor store and find stuff from Founders. Um, and Founders is still considered a microbrew, even though they are extending nationwide. This is Michigan's reach on the, on the beer community. Um, Bells, um, it really sucked that Oberon Day was, was, was almost non-existent this year, uh, based on, because of the virus. Um, but... Oberon was one of those things that I, it was an acquired taste for me. It took me a minute to get used to it, but once I found out, you know, started 
recognizing the flavors and mixing it with the right foods and the right atmosphere, it became one of my go-tos. Um, Oberon doesn't reach all the way out here. And unfortunately, um, the best knockoff to it is Blue Moon. Um, but I have noticed that either Blue Moon or Oberon um, served with the orange slice um, on the rim. Out here, um, a friend of mine introduced me to a different way to drink it. Um, you don't get an orange slice. You put a couple shots of orange juice in it. Um, so I tried that with the Blue Moon, made it way better. Um, I did travel back to Michigan at one point while I've been out here and had an Oberon and I put a little bit of orange juice in it and it enhanced the flavor. So if you have the opportunity, I would say with Oberon only put like one shot of orange juice in it. Um, but it was, it was phenomenal. Um, it enhanced the taste so much. Um, where I was from or where I live, not where from where I was from, I was from West Virginia. Um, people, you know, beer out there is, Hey, what can we get our hands on for cheap and drink a lot of, um, there are breweries around West Virginia, but you're not going to see a whole lot of things. Like I said, uh, I've lived in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, uh, the Carolinas, Ohio, um, Michigan. Why I I've lived all over the country and Michigan has been the place to be for beer. Um, Grand river, um, in Jackson, Michigan, had some amazing, amazing beers. And I don't remember some of the names of them, but I do remember one. It was called Monkey Mouth. Um, it was an IPA. Um, it was probably the, the one of the first IPAs that I ever had because I was never into bitter beer. But the flavor of it was amazing. And then once I got through, once I made myself used to the bitterness, I was able to enjoy and um what's the word i'm looking for um appreciate um the artistry that came within that that those types of beers and um i'm gonna tell you what you know um as far as ipas michigan probably has one of the best ipas in the country um um what the fuck richard now, I'm not exactly sure if my phone glitched or if I'm just a little too intoxicated. But as I was saying, Michigan has, in my opinion, one of the best IPAs, American IPAs of all time with Bell's Two-Hearted. Uh, you can go anywhere in the country and get Two-Hearted almost. Uh, I've traveled and made jokes where I've sat in airports or where I've been at a restaurant, a really nice restaurant, and with a lot of local beers and everything like that, and I've ended up ordering a two-hearted. One of my big things was, I don't really exactly remember what they were drinking um, in the SNL uh, skit with Governor Whitmer. I'm not promoting her or denouncing her and in, in one way, shape, or a form that becomes political, and I'm not getting political at this point. That's for another podcast. But I, do, I don't remember. Did they show her drinking a Yingling? That's from Pennsylvania. That's like the oldest beer in the country, um, which Yingling's good. Um, I love Yingling. I'll have it shipped to me every once in a while. But um, I thought her response was per, dead on, said I appreciated the skit, but you had the wrong beer. It should have been a two-hearted. Uh, Michigan is known for their beers. And 
no matter where you go, there's a brewery. And it's good. Uh, I don't, I think there's only been like one or two shit breweries that I visited in Michigan. Um, one of them actually shut down. Um, but you can go anywhere in the state. So in the comments, tell me what your favorite beers are from your local breweries. If you're from Michigan, if you're not from Michigan, uh, prove me wrong, prove to me that other states have better beers and I, I will gladly order some or go find them if I can. Um, one of the, one of the coolest breweries that I've ever visited um, was Wichita Brewing Company in Wichita, Kansas. Um, my ex-wife had uh, her brother lived in Wichita, and we would go there and visit, and take like almost a two-day trip to go down there. And her brother knew the guys that owned the place, and we would go in there. And it was when I got hooked on chili beers for the first time. Um, they had an ale and, and they didn't brew the beer with the chilies. It was infused. So the beer was just an ale. It was one of their ales that you could get on another tap, but it was infused. So when it came through the tap, before it hit the tap, the beer would actually run through um, a mesh bag of chilies and pick up the flavor and they would change out the mesh bag every couple hours. Uh, it was, it was amazing. Um, I've actually got some, they have Wichita brewing here in Wyoming where I'm at. And I had a sour IPA from there that was really good. Um, and it almost, it, it tasted like an IPA with sweet tarts in it. Um, if, if that tells you anything, um, but like I said, regardless of where I've been into the in the country, I know, um, glaziers in Wisconsin claims to be really good. Wisconsin claims to be the beer, uh, the beer state California claims they've got, uh, take on, you know, they've got a claim in it, Texas. Uh, I'm sticking with Michigan. You can't, you can't beat Michigan beer no matter where, no matter where you go. Um, and it seems like, honestly, Michigan beer is everywhere, everywhere. Um, I think one of the first times that I had a chocolate porter and it literally tasted like chocolate milk, um, with a little, you know, it had that little bit of, you know, alcohol taste to it was, um, is it Atwater that's out of Detroit? Um, that was really good. Um, I always loved going to Detroit for multiple reasons. Uh, you know, me and the wife would spend us, you know, every other weekend in Detroit, you know, going to a Pistons game or a Tigers game and just going to eat and drink and everything else. I, you know, every once in a while, once every few months I'd splurge, we'd stay at the Renaissance center and just, just run around. I don't care what anybody says. Detroit's got a bad reputation, but I love Detroit. It's so much fun to hang out there. And, um, the food and the beer scene is so amazing there. Um, especially if you get into, um, the local, the local entertainments, um, the arts and the, uh, um, the sports and everything there. Um, what I thought was cool was one time we were just driving through Detroit and, um, I've worked with a lot of kids, 
um, in my time. I've been in my line of work for 20 years. Um, I helped troubled youth. And when I was in Michigan, um, I used to have to take kids home all the time. And you'd come into these, you know, bad neighborhoods. But I wasn't the bad guy. I was, you know, I wasn't the one, you know, what they considered the bad guy in Detroit. I wasn't trying to split up their families or anything. I was trying to actually help reunite them. Um, and give them a better chance. And, um, there was one kid, I took him home and, um, his neighbor, they had this big barbecue pit out in their front yard and they had these big signs and you could get full one of four different plates. And it, there were ribs, um, there was chicken, um, there was pull, uh, pulled pork sandwiches. Um, they had all these sides and, you know, the mac and cheese, the collard greens, the, it, it, oh my God, it was just so amazing. It reminded me from when I was a kid in West Virginia and, um, my grandma, um, who lived out in the mountains, out in the middle of nowhere and just these home cooked Southern meals. And it was just amazing. And they were so nice and off to the side, they had a cooler full of beer and everything, but, um, uh, the guy, the, the dad of the family was there and we were doing, uh, while we were, uh, while we were, uh, eating, you know, he was talking to me about, well, you know, why was I there? And, you know, cause he had saw me pull up in the neighbor's yard in my state car. And, um, so I explained to him and all that stuff. So we're sitting there and, you know, we had a couple drinks, you know, he gave me a shot of tequila and, you know, just talked about it and just the local, you know, the local ambiance and the, the friendliness of the town. Detroit is not what you think it is. Um, the media has turned it into um, this war zone that it's not. Um, the people are very welcoming. Um, it is a very small faction of the community. Um, that has created the stories and, you know, sure as many of the people here, um, uh, that I'm going to post this on my drinking sites that, you know, are from Michigan. Any of you that have spent time in Detroit have probably realized that as well. Um, yeah, there is crime in Detroit, but there's crime everywhere. I mean, I live in a rinky dink little mountain town and good Lord, you know, we had a triple homicide not too long ago. There's always something going on in this town. The police are always getting called to something. Um, so it's everywhere, but the majority of the people are good and, you know, it's fun. Just hang out and be friendly and, you know, food and drinks seem to be a part of everything in everybody's life. Um, but you know, as I'm going to say for the hundredth time, if you want beer, buy Michigan beer. That's where it's at right now. Um, you, you can't really get any better than that. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Wow, I guess I got off into a little drunken ramble there for a minute. So I'm going to make me another drink. I'm going to go back to my uh, my Verner's and uh, Vanilla and Orange Captain. I'm going to go have me some more garage time. And we're going to end with a little conversation about wine. I know there are a lot of wine people. Man, people just keep messaging me. This is crazy. Um... There are a lot of wine people in this world. And honestly, I really didn't start drinking wine until I was in my 30s. Um, 
never really saw the concept. I saw it as one of those snooty things, you know, you know, the upper class, you know, you see your little, you know, your parties with your wine and people know what's going on and they're sniffing it and spitting it back out. And I never really understood that part. You know, why are you going to, uh, um, have alcohol and not drink it? You know, you're going to, you're going to spit it out. What the fuck? Um, but my ex-wife introduced me to wine and it took a couple times, I will admit. Um, but I did actually get into it. Um, I developed a taste for it. I started looking for the notes. I started looking, you know, for the way it was made and everything like that. And, you know, I know I said this about beer, but the state, <laughs> I, it, with wine, it, it's still Michigan for me. It's still Michigan. Um, I, I've done the California wine tours. I've been to Napa Valley. Um, I've, you know, I've had the, um, I went to a corporate dinner one time. Um, we were in Vegas. Oh, shit. There's not even half a shot of that left. I'm just going to chug it. Whew. Um, to where we've had the, you know, the $3,500 bottle of wine, man, I dribbled all over myself, uh, $3,500 bottle of wine was sitting on, uh, the table for dinner with our, uh, our sea bass and our green salad with a hundred dollar virgin oil drizzle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You coming outside with me? Hey, come on. Um, but it's Michigan, you know, and some of the best wines I've tasted are 15 to $25 a bottle. You know, it's not like you have to spend a whole lot of money to enjoy wine. Um, and yeah, I get into it every once in a while where even cheap wine's good. There are some, uh, some of the box wines. Um, <laughs> I forget what the big jug wine is that you can buy for, a, you know, for super cheap. It's like a gallon for like nine bucks. But if you mix that shit with some fresh fruit and Sprite, Sprite it's really not that bad. Um, but, you know, the, the box wine, there's some of it that's really not that bad. Um, but... I'll tell you what, where Michigan has the upper hand on everybody else in this category is their wine trails. Excuse me. Um, there's four or five wine trails in Michigan. Each one hits 10 to 15 wineries in the state. And when, uh, you know, those of you that are from Michigan know, <laughs> you know, wine's a thing in Michigan. Uh, but those people that aren't from Michigan, yeah, <laughs> they grow that shit there. And the majority of the wineries, not all of them, but the majority of them are local. Everything's from Michigan. And it's, it, it's amazing. I don't know how many wineries I've been to where... I mean, uh, I know at one point there was probably 
uh, I was probably a case club member of six or seven wineries um, within a couple hours of where I lived. And when we go to their events, they would bring in um, people that were bringing local foods, like local cheeses, um, just the local vegetables that they were making salsa out of, um, local meats that they were making hors d'oeuvres out of and everything of this nature. And it's just... It, it, doing the other wineries across the country and even when you get into california and doing theirs is not even comparable to the way that michigan makes it for everybody you don't have to be the upper crust you don't have to be walking in with several thousand dollars in your pocket to do this you can be any joe schmo off the street and enjoy their wares they don't care who you are. Hey, come enjoy what we make. And we'll make it affordable for you. And it's some of the best in the country and in the world. Now, there was a, a chef. Um, I forget his name. He has um, a couple places in California. The majority of his restaurants are in... Europe, mainly in France. Um, I think one of his biggest restaurants are in Paris. Um, a couple years ago, I know he was um, bringing a restaurant to Detroit. And he, on a national radio show, said that the best wine in the world, aside from France, is Michigan. Now, what kind of notoriety is that for the state? You know, what if they actually tapped into that? What if Michigan actually tapped into their wineries? Okay, you've already got the brewery thing going for you. You're known for that. And everybody taps into that. But your wineries are outstanding. Okay, you know, you've got your big one. You know, your big one like St. Julian's. Okay, St. Julian's out of Pawpaw. Man, I love Pawpaw. Pawpaw is fucking amazing. Um you go there, there's two wineries right side by side. You got, you got St. Julian's, you got the big one. They've got some few good things, but they've got a lot of commercial shit that just, you know, it's, it's bland and whatever. Um, but they do make some good brandies. Um, I forget what the one's called, but it comes in a saxophone, <laughs> uh, um, bottle. And it's just, it, it, you know, some of it, I'm not a brandy guy, but this is really good. Now I'm going to take that back. I do like brandies based on the fact that where I'm from, moonshine's a big thing. Um, shine is made from grain. Brandy is made from fruit. Okay. Um, I had a friend that made banana brandy. Okay. You will never taste anything like banana brandy. Um, um, <laughs> so if you ever have a chance, I say go for it. Um, but St. Julian's, you walk in and they'll have, you know, Every once in a while, they have... What is this? Somebody calling me. Um, I will talk to you in a little while. Um, they will take you on tours. They will show you all this stuff um, and how it's made. Well, right next door, like literally right next door is Warner's. 
Um, and Warner's is a very small, very small winery. And it also, you know, they just within the past couple of year, few years, two, three, four years have branched out into making beer. Um, sometimes when you go there, they don't even have all the beers there. Um, but they have some amazing wines. Um, they have a sangria wine that is really good. Um, but probably one of my favorites is not for drinking. Um, they have this peach wine. Um, is really, really sweet. It's uh, high on the sweet side. Um, it's not, you know, there's no, no dryness to it at all. And I one time had this idea and I bought their peach wine and I bought a pork roast and I marinated the pork roast in the peach wine and then slow roasted it for an entire day. Oh my God, that was fucking amazing and warners will do parties and everything like that they have this they have this um water wheel out front it is beautiful it's just beautiful out front um you know and since we're talking about pawpaw and we'll go off on a tangent and then we'll come back to the wines um pawpaw brewing okay they have two different locations in pawpaw um, they have the actual place where they do everything and then they have the actual um place where you go to drink the wine and it was small last time I was there I'm not sure what it's like now it's been over a year since I've been there um but pawpaw brewing um is your keen essential dive bar okay they have some snacks and everything else you go in there sometimes you go there you can't even get a seat and if you get a seat, if you don't get the staff's attention, you ain't getting shit. That's how busy they are, okay? Um, and, oh my God, what was the name? What was the name of the one beer? Kalamazoo something. Oh, I'm going to be stupid for not remembering this. Um, but they had a beer that went big. And it was just amazing. It was like, it wasn't a pale ale. It was just below that, but it was really good. Kalamazoo Assault or something like that. Um, uh, put it in the comments if I'm saying it wrong. Remind me of what it was. Um, just so I can remember. Um, but, you know, there's places all over Pawpaw that are amazing. Um, there's a place called... Is it Tap 120 or 120 Tap? It's all local beers. Um, they have all the all the local beers. Um, there's no, you know, they're all micro brews, and they have this amazing food. Um, all the little bars have it. Um, I, New Year's Eve a couple years ago, I went to the Paw Paw Playhouse for a comedy show. And... They had um, Paw Paw Brews on draft at the comedy show. It was fucking amazing. Um, but anyway, we'll get back to the wines. Um, if you have a chance, if you're one of the people in Michigan, go spend a weekend or three or four days or whatever in Paw Paw. Um, it's a little rinky-dink town. Um, and it, it's just, there's, there's not a whole lot to do, but if you're into the food and the wine and the beer, and there's a small lake there, 
and there's the local ambiance um, right downtown. Um, there's an old hotel. Oh my God, I feel stupid for not remembering this. Um, there's an old hotel that they turned into a bar. I know they were closed for a long time because they have apartments upstairs and one of them flooded and it destroyed the restaurant. Um, but you go there, it's Brewster's. It's called Brewster's. Um, that place is cool. Um, me and my wife used to go there and we would spend the weekend there and spend our mornings running um, through the town um, back when I was a runner. And um, then we'd spend the rest of the day just, you know, bars and restaurants. There's an Italian restaurant there um, that by the name of it, again, the, the name escapes me, um, that you would think was a Mexican restaurant, but it's this beautiful Italian restaurant. It is so authentic. And then right next door is like this pizzeria Italian type place that we spent part of New Year's Eve there one year. And it was, it was fucking glorious. Okay, I have never, ever, ever had a bad experience in Pawpaw. Um, but getting back to the wine, um, talking about St. Julian's and Warner's, um, you know, St. Julian's is like your big national brand that you can buy anywhere, but they still have good things. And the thing about St. Julian's is they have a place in Frankenmuth as well. And Frankenmuth... If you have a chance to go there for my Michigan friends, go hang out. It's cool, but go to the local spots. Okay. Yeah. Everybody goes to the Bavarian Inn and what's the other place that everybody goes with the chicken and whatever. Um, but go to the local spots. There's a place called Prost. Um, it's like a wine bar. Um, it's really good. It's right downtown. You got, um, St. Julian's. It's one of the smaller St. Julian spots, um, up on the hill. Um, you know, you can get all their stuff, you, you know, their cherry ciders and, um, all their wines and do the tasting. And it's one of the, one of the few places that doesn't charge you an arm and a leg for tasting and pawpaw brewings right there too. And I can't remember any of the names of that because we used to go ride the river boat, then go, you know, go to the shops and everything. Uh, my ex-wife's grandpa lived there. Um, they're actually from Frankenmuth. So, you know, nice little... Bavarian settlement. Um, it's a beautiful town. Um, and then go to Bronner's and it's, you know, Christmas year round. Um, so, um, you know, you got your national things like that, but then you go, you know, east or west out of Pawpaw or north or south and you've got, you've got wineries everywhere. Um, you go west and you hit into, I always thought this was great. Um, I forget the name of it. It was one of my ex-wife's friends. This is, yeah, it's one of these. Ex-wife's friend's best friend. Um, mother's twin sister has a winery. Um, and it says uh, their billboard on 94 says, uh, wine me, dine me, exit 69 me. So exit 69 on 94 West or East, whatever, exit 69 right there, small little thing. I think there's a McDonald's and a gas station. Um, you go South a little bit up onto the Hill and there's this beautiful house. Uh, Cassandra's Cassandra. I don't remember what Cass uh, it's not that. I forget what it's called. Um, they had some good wines. Wasn't my cup of tea. It was a little, little uppity, highfalutin for me. 
Um, but it was really good. Um, good ambiance cost a lot. It was like $15 for tasting per person. Um, but it was good. But then you get over into, um, the West coast of Michigan on Lake Michigan and you start going up and down the coast and there are just tons. You've got lemon Creek. Um, I'm going to tell you what my favorite over on that side of the state was round barn. Okay. Um, Round Barn has a tasting um, house on, I forget what exit is, is it's exit five or six on 94, right by the Indiana border. Um, St. Julian's has a tasting, is it St. Julian's? Has a tasting room right there as well. But if you actually go to Round Barn, uh, you go onto their property and the barn is actually round. It's a big ball. And you you walk in and they tag you know they stamp you and all this stuff. They have an upstairs, downstairs, and all this stuff for the winery. And you go through so many tastings. And one of your last tastings, you can either have um, one of their martinis, which is mixed with one of the spirits that they distill right there on the, on site, or um, you can have a straight up shot. Uh, so yes, Round Bar, not only are they a winery, but they're a distillery as well. They had rum, vodka, and I forget what else when I was there, um, but I did have a bottle of the vodka. Um, you know, as I said earlier, I like vodka, um, but they give you a chip at the end to go to their brewery. So they're a brewery, a winery, and a distillery all in one. Okay, the brewery when I was last there was in the basement of the main house. So you walk across the yard and there's all these places to sit and there's these sliding glass doors and you go in and maybe like 15 or 20 people can fit in there. So you pay for your for your uh, for your tasting. Whatever it is, it was five bucks when I was there and you got to taste like five or six beers. Um, and they give you a pint glass to take home with you. I still have the pint glass, uh, you know, and you go down and they're all good. Well, there was this one that they used to have. I know I'm in doubt that they still have it because I know breweries like to change things up, but they had this stout that was very chocolatey and coffee flavored. Um, it was really good. So after the, after I tasted that and everything was good, the guy asked me if I wanted an extra taste, extra taste usually costs extra. You want a full glass, whatever. It was a slow day. The guy was really cool. And they had a raspberry dessert wine that was fucking phenomenal at the winery. And he said, if you have three quarters of a glass of the stout that I was talking about and then fill it the rest of the way with the raspberry dessert wine. He goes, or, or it was a raspberry brandy or something. I don't exactly remember. I remember it was strong as shit, but it was sweet as hell. And he said, if you mix them, they're amazing. So he gave me a glass of it, didn't charge me for it. And man, I'm telling you what, that is one of the best things I have ever tasted in my life. And, you know, after eating all day and everything else, this was just, it just topped it off. I mean, my wife had to, you know, we had to sit around for a little while uh, before we decided to drive anywhere. Um, you know, one of the better places I've been, been to Traverse City to all their wineries and breweries and everything of this, but I'm going to tell you this straight up. 
the best winery that I have been to in the state of Michigan is Sandhill Crane in Jackson, Michigan. Okay. This is one of those places that you can just go to anytime. It's not like, oh, I feel like going to wineries. No, I'm bored. Let's go to Sandhill Crane. When I first started going there, you know, and for those of you that visit wineries, you go to the winery and they have the bar, okay, where everybody's lined up or however it is, the tasting room, whatever, and you're standing there and there's all these people and they just give you, you know, you pick your thing and blah, blah, blah. Well, when I first went there several, several, several years ago, um, it was before the state of Michigan was required to charge for tastings. So Sand Hill was one of the ones that took advantage of that. And when you walked in, they had their little bar. Uh, it was a really small thing. Um, the guy that owns the place is a retired um, Detroit police officer. Um, and this was a hobby of his and his daughters when they were young and they were interested in it and they took it over. Um, the Vintner is one of his daughters um, and, and, and it's blowing up. Is blowing up in the state of Michigan. Um, it's very rare if you're a wine drinker in the state of Michigan and don't know Sandhill Crane. Um, so you'd go in, and the big difference was is you'd go up to the bar, and they had seats. You could sit at the bar. It was unheard of. You know, wine tasting for all this time, and I've never seen a, a winery that you could sit at the bar. And one of the first time I went there, they had 31 different wines. Okay. They had two ice wines, which were extra. You know, if you wanted to try the ice wine, they had to charge you. But this was before they charged you for tasting. But the ice wine they charged you for. Uh, if you don't know what ice wine is, uh, what they do is at the end of the season when the grapes are still on the vine. Um, grape season ends right before winter. Um, and ice wine, what they do is they wait for that first hard frost when the grapes freeze, and then they pick them. And they get less juice, but they're higher in sugar content. So the ice wines are typically sweeter. Okay, I'm more of a, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, I'm a dry white wine guy. Um, I like my Chardonnays and my Chanzons and, you know, my Vignoles and all that stuff. Um, but we went there and they had 30 some to taste. I didn't taste the ice wines, but the other 29 or 30, I tasted for free and they give you generous portions. And the people that are pouring know this place. They don't just work there. Okay. They are involved. And they explain everything. Any question you have, they have the answer. And if they don't have the answer, they'll go get the vintner. Okay? Um, the wife of the guy who founded the place, she is always there. It's a nice little old elderly lady. Um, she was always there when I was there. I know they used to do um, um, promotional um, events within the city of Jackson at some of the restaurants. And I would always pay to go to those because they were amazing, the food they would go to. There was this one place we used to go to called, um, um, oh my God, what the fuck was it called? I forget. Eh, is that bad? But it was in an old house. 
and you go down, it was an Irish run place and we used to go there on St. Patrick's day. And, um, a lot of when you would go in there in the evenings for dinner, you would see a lot of the prison staff or the medical staff from the hospital hanging out there. Um, but we went there and I sat with, um, the wife of the guy that founded the place and it was just a, a, a beautiful conversation. Um, so I sat there and some of my favorite wines to this day are from there. Um, they got bigger and they actually added on. Um, they added on a cafe, which is some of the most amazing food. They have vegan food. They have regular food. And I, one of my favorite things to have there um, when I was going there on a, on a regular basis was their black bean burger. It was spicy. Um, they made their own potato chips, everything like that. They had a back room. They would have bands. They would jazz bands. They would have people come in and just play music all day long. Um, you could tour the tour the um, the vineyard at your leisure. You could walk through the vineyard, um, and at certain times of year, you could actually come and watch the sandhill cranes. That's why they named it that. Um, in their fields, uh, they actually were part of the um, the winery five uh, k half marathon series and had several races there. We did it one of the first years that they did it. Um, and their, their 5k and half marathon, there were thousands of people out in the middle of nowhere just doing this. And at the end they opened up their backyard and people just out there having wine and having a great time. Um, I've never seen anything like that anywhere I've been in the country when it comes to a winery. Um, it was so family oriented. There was no exclusion, um, you could pull up in your $100,000 car or your $5,000 car that barely runs and walk in and be treated the same and everybody within the place, you know, it was all, we were all together. Um, your economic standard didn't matter. Um, your knowledge of wine didn't matter. Hey, what are your flavor tastes? What do you like to drink? You like to drink beer. What are your flavors you like here? You don't like this. You like sweet. Do you like this? It, they would figure out something for you. Um, I've never heard of anybody that was disappointed with them. And I know it sounds like a big ad for them, but it was probably one of the best experiences I ever had at a winery. So, uh, again, based on my opinions and, uh, you know, world renowned chef's opinions, Michigan is the place for wine. What? Game's done. What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah. Doing what it is you're doing? Now that we've thoroughly explored, well, not thoroughly, but explored a little bit of what I like to drink, my thoughts on beer, wine, liquor, and some of the others, make sure you hit the comments. Let me know what you think. Uh, visit our page. Um, it's in our description. It's also in the main description. And let us know some things that you would like to hear. This was fun. This was one of my longer ones. Um, this will be posted on my drinking sites. It will also be posted on Spotify, Apple, Google, and several other platforms. And stay tuned. What was I thinking? I have no idea. I'm so full of liquor and other things right now. I have no idea. So see you next time. Enjoy your time. Stay safe, my friends. I love you all. Have a drink for me.
Hidden easy street.